0: It's your boy tommy d the nonprofit sector connector my comrade my everything in advocacy when it comes to animals my pal this show is nothing without valerie's idea and creation and we call the show pals your professionals and animal lovers show what's up val what is going on kid i am psyched I'm i know, I know sure. you're psyched What's yes,
1: up? I, I'm beyond excited. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to share this live. Sorry, everybody. I'm watching it, but I am so excited. I mean, I've already like texted people. I'm like, guess why? I've covered on the show today. And, um, you know, I've said this before. We say it pretty much every week that the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. And I want to say it's almost instant. And I love, like the people I'm meeting are just, Incredible. Same with you, Tommy. I know you're meeting some jaw-dropping people. And okay. I just want to, before we even get started, I just want to give a heartfelt thank you to our guest, Lisa Yeager, because I was in a situation and I'm not very well versed um with things like trapping and I'm well versed in TNR, like as a policy and whatnot, but I'm not well versed in the physical the actual execution of it you know
0: you're not always because you're you're not always on the front lines like some people are yeah always on the front <laughs> lines, right
1: and and nah. right and quite honestly I mean like these people are my heroes but it, it's funny because like I, th- I thought I knew a decent amount you know what I mean like I had a drop trap once I used it, it I was successful at that but this one was a little bit more complex and so I let's mean, let's I, hit him.
0: What happened? Why did you need help, Val? I, I mean, not everybody's I, following you on Facebook. Not everybody yeah. knows the story. Okay. So let's, mm. gang, check it out. This is real life stuff. This is not about textbook. This is it, baby. This is the professionals and animal lover show, Val. You live it, yeah. kid. What happened? Tell
1: I, me what happened. Well, <laughs> so we moved a couple of years ago, and that's part of my challenge. I don't have my network where I am. So if this happened in our old house in Baldwin, I would have had like 10 people. I could have called some of them, Tommy, you've met through here. John DeLonardo, uh, I DeLonardo. Shout called. out Baldwin. No.
0: Shout out Franklin Square. I
2: hail.
1: Whatever I could have called, you know, and they would have come to my house and helped me. <laughs> but um, anyway, we were property hunting and um, vacant land and out a left field, you know, this this cat just appeared out of nowhere and came meowing over to me. And I was like, "Oh my God!" Like, and there's like nothing. It's like woods, you know. And uh, so right then and there, I was like, "We have to help her. We have to trap her. We have to."
3: Isn't
0: isn't that one of those things where it's like, dude, I got a show every single week where I'm talking about this stuff. Of course, I'm gonna get involved. I mean, like something happened. Oh, it was
1: instant. Yeah, like I remember I texted you. No hesitation
0: there's no right and you're like this is what I do like this is like the calling remember what, and we'll tell yeah. the story about what I want to tell later but remember Friday night when I texted you because somebody in my world did something on the animal advocacy space Friday night and and yes. it was like and I was saying to myself it's 9 45 at night I've been out this whole life thing all day but this young person in my life was like you gotta we gotta get involved so this yeah. is what, so how we change we're changing instant. the world it,
1: it is that's instant. the word it's instant and so I felt this responsibility for this beautiful animal. She's so friendly. She does not deserve to live an outdoor life, worrying about everything from predators to you know um, fleas and ticks and getting run over by a car, whatever. So I went back later with the intention of trapping her. Um, I found out a lot of information between that point and when we went back and where to go and we bought a trap and all this stuff. And then she came out again and she started like rolling over and I saw that she had, well, there's really no other word for it. She had nipples. So now that crushes me. Right. I was just like, Oh no. So, um, you know, I reached out to another person who, who traps and they were like, yeah, she's nursing. And I'm like, Oh my God. So now what do I do? Right. You can't take the mom away from the kittens. The kittens will die. So it was like this whole big thing. But the point is that I found an assembled team rather quickly. Thank God for Facebook. And then I was like, I've never trapped a mom in kittens before. What the hell do I do? Who do I trap first? How do I tell how old the kittens are? How do I know if I've gotten all the kittens? Like I was like all these questions it was like rapid gunfire in my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, what kind of equipment do I need? Do I try to trap everybody in the same trap? Like that seems impossible. So as much as I think I know, you realize in a situation how much you don't know, but because of people like Lisa, finally going to get to Lisa. Sorry. I was like, she's an expert. I'm going to call her and, and be like, what the hell do I do? And let me tell you, she, not only was she like telling me what to do, then she texted me like a reinforcement message. And then yesterday when I called her, she called me up and I told her what happened. She was so happy for me because it was a successful mission. And like, so happy for the animals. And these people are my heroes. And these are the people, because Lisa is also in real estate and she is a top producer. You know, we want these people to be successful because they're helping the animals. Welcome yes. to the show. Hey,
0: <laughs> what, a, what Hi, an guys. intro. Hey Lisa, how are you? So, Welcome. So
4: let me, let me just clarify. I love that she said that, you know, and along the way she was learning, um, and that we're experts and we are learning every day. As long as we've been five, 10, 15, 20 years, you learn something new every day. And you know we're not really experts. We, we do a lot um, and we know most, but we don't always know everything. Um, but it was textbook how they caught those kittens. So you could put a trap, you could put fish, you could put salmon, you could put lobster in that trap. That cat's not going in that trap but if you take a carrier with the kittens and put the trap up against the carrier, that mother will go in that trap to get her kittens. It's one of the easiest textbook ways to catch a mother and kittens. And it was, when I heard that, it, when it, she sent me a picture of the mother nursing the kittens, I'm like, yeah, I mean, great, all right, all
1: right. We were all so happy. And, I, and again, this is, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying because Tommy sometimes refers to me as like his, his mentor, you know, whatever, but like, I'm learning from people like you, we all learn from each other and it's, it's a network. Right. So I, I, all I can say is that even the other people that were with me, we had uh, two other women and, and my husband, we were just all so relieved because it's just, you know, no life for them out there. But I want to also get to the fact that, so there are definitely a lot of trappers who trap mostly cats, cats and kittens. Um, but Lisa is a wildlife rescuer with with mind-blowing saves. And I already can predict that Tommy DeVise is going to offer a day of service to you because he's dying to put some waders on and hop into some water.
0: <laughs> Don't even get me started. I'm trying to stay on mute so you can actually have a conversation and I'm not like pushing my barge my way in. But Lisa, I did hear that you have waders and you go out and like save some foul life and and stuff, right? Is that true?
4: Yes, but as I said, you're always learning, don't ever lean forward in waders in 20 degree water.
5: Uh. It's chilly. It's so one
4: of the pictures you have is of me with my rescue jacket and the waiters on going in to get um a duck that was tethered to some fishing line, and the water was coming up, and he was going under and um he kept trying to get away from me, and I was like, I have like this much room left, and then all of a sudden I like I had to grab him, and I leaned forward and the front of my waiters
0: you know what Lisa. Lisa, they say in life, sometimes you just got to lean in. But that's not what they meant. They That's did not... not
4: what they meant. That's, that's not definitely what they... not what they meant. Oh, my God, no. Lisa, <laughs> I, I love think...
0: your office, by the way. I'm sorry. Let's I cut you up. off. I love your office. I see you, you oh, remind a, me a little bit of me because I like to have pictures of me around because I'm a big fan of Tommy D. So all of
4: my animals are up there. Those, those are the all animals? My, oh. Animals? Oh
0: my god. I see because you have pictures of you, it. too.
4: And then well, in front of me is my one daughter who's in California and my other daughter and my grandchildren who are here in Port Jeff, they live with me. So a little bit of everything. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, um, I do wildlife and um, I have the fun part. I actually get to get my hands dirty I actually get to do the hands-on I get to put the waders on I get to grab the nets I get to you know crawl in the sewer and grab the, the little you know little ducks that fold in the sewer grate. so Aww. you know I get to pick up the deer that are injured and wrap them up and take them to the rescue center so for the most part um, I am a wildlife rehabilitator but I don't really do the rehabilitation part. Much often. So, what my task is is I work for um, volunteer for companies like Sweet Briar Nature Center in Smithtown, um, the Evelyn Alexander Wildlife Rescue Center in Hampton Bays, and I do a lot of work for the Star Foundation in the Island. So, if there's an injured animal that needs to be transported and someone can't transport it or they're afraid to pick it up, or um, so they call me. I pick. I go there. I stabilize it. Um, I contain it. I bring it to one of those centers, depending on who's closest, who called me, and I let them do the hard work. So I actually get to do the fun work. I mean, today. Now you I'm have like,
0: like, I saw your I have, truck, your truck is like, so because you're. Uh, like, you're a professional realtor. Like, that's what you do. So and they- I'm the
4: number one agent on Long Island for the number one company. In,
0: Where are in, your pom-poms? In, Get the pom-poms. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, I got my pom-poms. So um, yeah. I've, always, I've always been, like, in the top 10, you know, for the past 15, 20 years. Um, but I actually hit number one this year. And it was yeah. kind of hard to believe Woo-hoo. because that's I awesome. do 40 hours a week in rescue on top of my real estate. Um, but here's the thing. I love what I do. I love real estate and I love animals. I get up every morning and I just can't wait to meet my next client, pick up my next goose. You know, It's like, (laughs) what am I gonna? So again, I mean, I do have a little bigger zest for life than most people.
1: Um, But I have to ask you why, right? Because, and I love, see, there is this kind of misnomer out there, I believe, um, that a lot of people feel that, you know, cat people or animal people, here-coming animal people, crazy. not just crazy, but like um, not successful, right? So there's this myth where it's like, because they give all their money away, they, they give all their money to the rescues or they pay for all the vet care and, and they just can't, I guess, you know, successfully save. Well, um, that is
4: very true. That is very true. And I'll tell you why, because... No offense or anything to people with money but people who are all about the money 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 that's their god mm. focused on that you know listen i'm 58 years old we were, no, we were you're raised, not we, i am we were raised to we were raised to go to school graduate okay. get a job yeah. get a husband get a house and collect as much stuff as you can that was my generation so that that generation is still so focused on building wealth and building they don't have time for anything else it's the people who have a lot of time on their hands who don't have a lot of money and and don't have the greatest jobs and and are more family oriented and and aren't you know focused on the money that are more compassionate it's not that they're more compassionate they're more aware because they're they're looking outside the box i i think and those are the people that i think really um dedicate a lot of their time and 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 all of their money true. A lot of them go broke. They go hungry to feed the feral cats outside their houses. So you can easily do that. And you know what, though, I do see
1: that. um, I mean, I can think of a a lot of people off the top of my head who, who are successful and who are also helping animals, they've just found a way to balance it kind of like you. I mean, like, I don't know how you, I know how competitive and, and real estate, we all have friends in real estate and stuff. And like, it is a super competitive world that will suck every minute of your day if you allow it to, right? Don't allow it, you can't allow it. Right. But, but it's one thing to have the balance. It's another thing to do everything you do for the animals and be a top producer.
4: It's but kind of like a
0: real chupacabra. Is that what they call it? I don't know what the chupacabra. <laughs> is. It's,
4: it's not. It's not easy to balance sometimes. I mean, but I had Lisa, a. I, I, have, I had just, a four o'clock appointment yesterday to show a condo, and at three thirty, I got a call in Port Jefferson that there was a, 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 a medium-sized fawn down. So I called my client and they will, everybody knows what I do. They get it
0: because knows. they're your people, right? So we're going to pause. Cause I want to hear about what happened from three 30 to four 30 yesterday afternoon, because you had to make it all work. So don't mm-hmm. tell me now, this is a cliffhanger. It's like when it's like Dallas, like a two part Dallas episode from like '86, yeah. And there was like one episode and then you got to wait till next Friday night. We're going to only keep it for like 90 seconds to do that. But oh, I want to see who's that by the way, there goes the break Val. Who's that? Val? Anita,
4: oh my you. God. He's beautiful. <laughs> somebody doesn't miss
0: many meals oh my goodness guys and gals and everybody she's talking about the cat all right it's not talking about me or anybody else on the screen She's referring to the cat i don't miss a whole lot of meals either but we're not talking about me all right we're gonna pause right here i do want to say one thing before we pause because my it takes two minutes for me to go to the break so dylan i'm sorry dylan our producer here's what i want to say because you're saying to lisa val how do you do it all and you have it all and the whole thing at the end of um at the end of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie Bucket takes the Everlasting Gobstopper and he gives it back to Willy because he had just got the factory, the whole thing, right? And he says to him, he goes, Charlie, do you know what happened to the little boy who got everything he ever wanted? And you know what, He Charlie doesn't know when Willy Wonka says he lived happily ever after. So you can have it all, you just have to navigate. You can be a top-notch producer in real estate on Long Island, And you can be out in waders in 20 degree water. That's a whole nother thing, Lisa. Lisa, when I volunteer for that, it will be in the spring, maybe the fall. It will not. I will not be in 20. (laughs) 20 Yeah,
4: that was in January. It was snowing. You know what? My
0: birthday's in January. Maybe we'll do it for my birthday. We're gonna take a quick break. It took two (laughs) minutes to get to the break. This is the professionals and animal lovers show. I'm the nonprofit sector connector. We'll be right back. we're back and I'm busy like playing on Facebook looking at a red tail hawk so you all just kind of have to deal with it that's how the show goes Um, wow Uh, Lisa Jaeger as in the drink that I drank too many times in my 20s Meister Um, I was told that that's how you pronounce it Jaeger not Jaeger like Jaeger right so we're thrilled to have you on here top producing realtor I want to read something Val I know you have questions so hang tight because I want to just read off of what we (laughs) What we have prepared recovers transports assists in rehabilitation of sick and abandoned injured wildlife and domestic animals. She has a great love for animals, her mission is to get injured wildlife into the right hands. broker facilitate get those animals where they need to go it doesn't necessarily mean Lisa has all the answers, no one has all the answers as we're talking about here. The matter is connect with the right people get to the right resources, she also spays neuters socializes and adopts i'm i I don't know if we have this right and adopts over 100 cats and kittens do you mean you get them adopted or do you adopt 100 cats and kittens every year because that's a pretty big sanctuary you would have to. yeah
4: no I, i get them adopted so for 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 the most part um from november through like the end of april i i help in the tnr community because my clients at that point are all hibernating you know, I don't have a lot of wildlife. Got it. Got so um, I kind of dabbled in the whole cat industry and, and it, it got overwhelming and I realized how overwhelming it is. Um, I don't feel any cat belongs outside. I think, Thank you. Horrible, I think it's a horrible situation we're dealing with these <laughs> animals. Are, they're given birth to in the spring and they have to spend their lives out there with no medication, no flea treatment, no food. most of them die. it's horrible and they're the domestic
0: everyone, right? They're domesticated they are domestic animals, animals. they are absolutely
4: domestic animals. animals and with the tax dollars that we pay, we should be able to walk into any Brookhaven animal shelter, Riverhead, Southampton, Islip, we should be able to walk into any one of those animal shelters with a feral or a stray cat and say, fix it, tell me when I can pick it up. There should be on-site veterinarians five days a week. Only six months, there wouldn't be one feral cat on Long island. Lisa, not one.
0: <laughs> that's not, to, to, because again, I always try to be the one who doesn't know because most of the time I don't know, especially on this show, but I'm learning. what that. So that is not the experience? Tell us about that. No, you. if you call...
4: If you, I'm not going to pick any animal shelter. I'm going to just go pick any random animal shelter. Hi, my name is Mary Jones. There's a female cat under my shed with six kittens. I don't know what to do. Sorry, we don't do cats. Click. Okay. So animal shelter, bullshit. Ooh. Uh, okay. say that. You're allowed Fine. to,
0: but now, but I curse a lot. So now you just broke the seal. I don't know okay. what.
4: So <laughs> animal what shelter. If it's not a dog they won't take it and and if it is a dog they want to make sure that it's not your dog because let's say somebody just can't take his dog anymore and he calls the animal shelter saying i want to surrender my dog they won't but they won't let you do that it it's kind of bizarre like i don't know why they call it an animal shelter it is an Ashley moron i know Right. The only time the animals, I see the animal shelters really get involved, and God bless the people that work there, because it's not them. It's the politicians that tie their hands and don't let them do what they want to do, because they don't really get paid much, and they work their butts off, and they can't help people with cats. Um, the thing that just that absolutely kills me is the only time they will get involved is like we had a situation, a hoarding situation where I picked up a mother cat in a wire cage with no bottom laying on the ground. She had already given birth to her two kittens and there was another one coming out. So we called the SPCA, we got in touch with the DA's office. They went in closed the house up we found we found kittens with placenta still attached laying on the floor still alive we grabbed them i mean what we got them to a vet most of them survived but the only time that these shelters will take these animals if it is their court ordered and then they'll take 30 cats in and but that
1: it's well i told you also see so speaking of bullshit, (laughs) um You know, one of the things that really, really gets me, and I agree with you for the most part. The one thing I would say is I do believe that there's good and bad employees in most shelters because a lot of the employees, the ones with the better pay, a lot of the supervisory ones are patronage jobs. I'll say it. It's pay to play. They're contributing to the party in power. They get a nice job. They get great benefits. And, you know, you don't even have to be an animal lover to work in an animal shelter. That said... Um uh, the Hempstead shelter, because that was my former township, you know, they spent and this is this is what kills me, it's taxpayer dollars. So they spent two hundred and twenty seven thousand of your taxpayer dollars to purchase a state of the art brand new mobile spay neuter van. And really
4: they closed it. And they
1: that Seven years when it was delivered to them had 1300 miles on it. And fast forward to last year, it had under 2000 miles. So it's not being used, it's rotting it, it's collecting dust and people like you or another trapper or another shelter who actually does try to get out into the community and do the right thing and offer low cost or free spay neuter would kill for that vehicle. You know what I'm saying? It's. it's- uh, yeah, I
0: mean, let me go back, uh, Lisa. If I can interrupt your for a second, again, I just want to take it because this is I'm hearing this as not Lisa or Valerie. I might be hearing this for the first time, so I want to go back. I sometimes have to pull us back. What are we asking? the The point here is, there's too many animals out there, and if we don't get involved, spay and neuter, then there will just be more and more animals out there. So what we're asking for, right, is is the opportunity. To decrease these babies that are being born out there into mm-hmm. this feral community, into this living on the street community, right? Like that's the we're talking about basic fundamental stuff. Let's decrease the okay. amount of babies, right? To start.
4: Correct. So we're running on a we're running on a we're running on a hamster wheel. And when I say yeah. that um, <laughs> I stayed and neutered and adopted out, so last year I think uh, from November until the end of June I did 147 cats altogether. Most of them I picked up, um, trapped, brought them to Long Island spay and neuter or to a mobile clinic, um, had them fixed. I recuperate them at my house for five days and then I put them back out. Um, I did 125. I'm one person. okay? there's there's over a thousand people on Long Island doing what I'm doing right now, times Mm. that by 125. And Mm. guess what? We're not even making a dent and COVID killed us. All yep. the all the close close clinics shut down. I'm working right. So Jenny Luca is in is the head of the uh, the TNR program at Brookhaven. And listen, she's doing she's wonderful. Oh. She sets up this mobile clinic. Uh, four times a year to go to a certain location and they spay and neuter 50 or 60 cats a day. Wow. But that's only like four times a year. If you wanna get a spay or neuter certificate, you have to go down to Brookhaven. You have to get the certificate. They tell you what day to bring the cat in. How are you supposed to know if you're gonna catch the cat? It's feral. Yeah. And One cat, when I, do a, when I do cats, I get 10, 15 at a time. I fit yeah. 14 cats in, in traps in the back of that Hummer. I, and, it's and, so
1: funny you're saying her name i just heard her name for the first time two or three days ago i saw her post cr- critical of the brookhaven shelter and i give her so much credit because a lot of times people stay silent because they don't want they fear things like retribution or or you know uh, them being attacked you know what i mean she doesn't just, care
4: you want to know why it's an unpaid it. position so oh, she oh, can I tell see. everybody to go screw themselves because guess uh-huh. what if, if they get rid of her, nobody else wants it Erica right. Kutzing from Strong Island Animal Rescue did it for the longest time but you know, it's just a thankless job and again, mm-hmm. it's like you're on a hamster wheel if There's a rescue
2: to- called
0: Strong Island Animal Rescue? There is I love that. I love when we yeah. call our island Strong Island. And if yeah. you're not from the island or you're from the five boroughs and you want to give us a hard time about it, it is called Strong Island. That's how we represent out here. Right, Val? Yeah. You know, for, right? for
1: good reason. And I want to just make this one point. I know we have to go to break. Or what, I hate breaks. Sorry, guys, but I do. And so one of, one of the things that I try to communicate to people who maybe they're not animal lovers or they're just not interested in this issue is that they will become Interested in this issue when they start finding dead kittens in their wheel well in, the, in the winter and when your block starts smelling like cat pee
3: because
1: oh. there's so many, you know, cats out there and they're, and they're spraying their territory or you have a neighbor who becomes a hoarder because they start off being good hearted and they just want to feed some cats and the next thing you know they have 50 or 75 cats in their house and you can't enjoy your own backyard. Yeah. So, this is everyone's problem. And, like Lisa said yesterday, you know, the taxes on Long Island are pretty substantial, especially when you compare them to other places. There is plenty of money to help. Yeah.
4: Plenty of money. And you'll, I don't know what the numbers are, but somebody started foiling money that was put aside for this. And it was like $50,000 a year and they were giving out the spay neuter certificates. And when it wasn't used up, they took it and rolled it back into the general fund. It didn't go back into, mm. like they have the money, but they're uh. not telling anybody they have the money. It's it's all political.
0: That's uh-huh. what the show is. That's what the show's well, about, Lisa. It's about punching things in the arm. It's about getting the word out. It's about nice. educating people. I mean, September 1st of, of 2021, I knew none of this. And now I know a bit more than none. And I don't do that as self-deprecating. I just do it as as you both said early on in this program today. It's about learning. It's about getting more. We talk about three things. We talk about educating, learning, and advocating. And that's what this program is all about. And that's the shot mm-hmm. in the arm it's given me, and I think it's given many other people, is this education piece. We do have to take a break because that's part of the show, Val. As much as you hate it, uh-huh. I get it. You know, we need a new show called The Run-On mm-hmm. Show with Val and Tommy, <laughs> where we just talk for four or five hours. Like, like some of the right. big... Some of the big podcasts, that's what it's like. They just go on until they run out of breath.
1: When we come back, I want want to go into the educational component because I know it's important to Lisa and it's certainly important to us.
0: Let's do it. I do want to hear about this big old yellow Hummer that I yes. put in. So we got to get into that too. This is the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. Shout out to Mick Collins on Facebook hooking us up because he's putting it. we put Leagues, leases. I took Lisa and Jaeger and put it together. I came up with leaguer, but he he put <laughs> his Jaeger's run photos and, and whatnot on Facebook. I'll share some um, of that. Go to break. Let's go to break. Dylan, take us to break. Yeah. Howdy.
6: Hey, Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast.
0: Tommy D, nonprofit sector connector. The show is called Pals Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. Directly across from where I'm sitting is a pond. I've seen some ducks out there. I saw a swan or two. I've seen a whole bunch of deer in the last week, week and a half while I've been traveling. Um, this afternoon, I almost drove off the road um, to protect a little brown squirrel that was uh, running across the street. Um, I've become more mindful, more educated. Um, Certainly, where I am right now, that we share this planet with other beings, and we need to be mindful of that. Um, it was sort of no, like surprise for me when I got into this work, or the, at least talking about this work with Valerie, because I'm compassionate, man. I, I care about people, and I care about I care about everything. So this was just another extension. And if Val did not um, force her way into my life in this regard, <laughs>
1: I feel like that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> Listen, if you all think that didn't happen, go back to a couple episodes where we were working on the fostering of the rabbit and all that type of stuff. Yeah, Lisa, I, I want to, I just keep going to say Jaeger instead of Lisa. Lisa, I just was showing those photos and I saw that one little kitten. Unfortunately, I'm allergic to cats, but they are so cute. And that one little kitten, it looked like he or she lost its eye and and that was you know, sad. I saw that in those pictures. Let's talk about that. And I, Val wants you to talk about education, so let's do it.
4: So that's Ziggy. So um, Ziggy came to us. um, Somebody in Ronkonkoma called and said, there's one little tiny kitten in my yard. I don't know where it came from. It's all alone. We put it in a box and we went and picked it up. And where there's one, there's more. But unfortunately, we looked around, couldn't find a mother, couldn't find the siblings, brought him in. We actually saved his eyes
1: oh yay we Thank actually
4: God. were able to save his eye without uh any kind of evasive surgery we just we were able to medicate it with um bacterial um um drops and teramycin and you know we got him hydrated and and he's actually he was a foster fail my foster took him and she ended up keeping him and he's in beautiful shape is that
0: oh that's a foster fail is yeah foster
4: it, fail yeah. is somebody who says yeah i'll foster the animal for you until you find a home for it um and then they end up keeping the animal that's they what i was talking val
0: about i think that's what val's moves were you know like you know persuasion and whatnot i obviously val did not force her way into my life everybody we knew each other forever the point was though <laughs> Um, Valerie's trying to force animals into my life a little bit. <laughs> she's looking for, she's looking for the good old failure in my world too.
1: <laughs> well, I will tell you already. Um, you know, because of we talk about the ripple effect, but Tommy's uh, one of Tommy's children, who's just a natural animal lover. Um, I we have to just mention this because um, I, I get this uh, phone call from the other night. And um, they were in the car together. And Tommy's like, uh, my son wants to tell you something. I'm like, okay, what's going on? You know, and he's like telling me how they saw this dog just wandering around kind of aimlessly. And his son was like, pull over. The dog's lost. And,
0: and I'm like, dude, next- dude, it's like, right. Bar- it's got to live right here, dude. Just let it. It's, that's its house. Yeah. Oh, Dad." So seriously. I go,
1: so I go, so what happened? Right. And he turns around he goes, basically, I saved the dog's life. and like but here's the thing the awareness and and you know when we give just a little bit people get a taste and then they want to know more and then they want to you know get more involved and then the next thing you know someone like Tommy DeMisa who a year ago uh you know like a normal person was not involved in this space he's hosting call nights to for people to call their legislators to ask them to support the puppy mill bill you know what I mean like it's, yeah. it's crazy. It spreads like wildfire. So I want this to continue. Lisa, please tell us, for example, um, the educational component, like you had a post about a red tail hawk saying that you guys are picking them up and it's not even because they're injured. Can we talk about that? Um
4: which one are you talking about
1: oh so you had a red tail hawk a picture of one and you were saying they're they're becoming visibly sick and your message to anyone who who can hear it or see it is to please stop poisoning um so right
4: so normally when it comes like i picked up a red tail hawk this morning um before breakfast In Mount Sinai. Uh, actually I picked up a that's, goose.
0: that's why you had to qualify which story it was because you just got another one this morning. Yeah,
4: I do like four or five a week, you know, <laughs> depending on what animal. I mean today I I had a possum, a goose, um a possum, a goose, a red tailed hawk, and a deer before eleven o'clock. So that's And so she sold and she again. she
1: sold the house at, at noon. She went to a closing at, at I actually did
4: walk through at eleven o'clock. I balanced <laughs> it. I balance it, I do. But you know, I could get five, six calls in one day and then not, nothing for three days. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so, you know, and if I can't, like today, you'll notice one of my Facebook posts today. I said, hey, can anybody out there help me? I got a goose in right. Deer Park. He's not getting up. Can someone, and it just went out to all the rescues and somebody called me and said they're going to get him. You know, if I can't make it, I post it on Facebook to see if somebody else can get him. Um, That's so, so great. So a lot of, um, A lot of the things that, you know, people don't realize is that a lot of these animals, if you see a wild animal, actively like see a wild animal and it's not moving or it's just standing there looking at you or it's not in where it should be, there's something wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure, just say, hey, you know, I saw this groundhog. He was just like sitting on the side of the road and, and I drove past him and he didn't even move. If you're not, if you see something, say something. You know, I get people all the time, there's this little baby bird, it fell out of the nest. It's hopping all over the place. It's it's good. I don't know what to do. Should I put it back in the nest? And I say to them, does it have tail feathers? And they say, what are tail feathers? I said, the little feathers that stick out by their backside. Yeah, they have tail feathers. I said, the mother's teaching it how to fly. Put it back on the lawn. The mother comes down to it and will feed it. And within 48 hours, that bird's flying. Wow. I wouldn't know that? that. I would not know that. Then. Remember, tail feathers, very important. If a bird has tail feathers and it looks physically okay, it's learning how to fly. Um, but one of the biggest problems we're having with a lot of our wildlife is um, the hawks, we're picking them up, their their poison, their are pesticides, um, the things that we're putting on our lawns, the mice are eating, the hawks are eating the mice, um, and they're getting poisoned. And we need to start. Stop worrying. Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna plant hostas, throw some goat cheese and walnuts on there, and some cranberries, because that's deer salad. That's what they eat. So don't plan it. You know, you don't like Long Island. Go move to the city. You don't like deer and hawks and.
0: I was you know. in the Bronx, and Val and Val and I are Med fans. So Val, I don't know if I told you, I was at a Yankee game a couple weeks ago. If you don't like wildlife, you probably shouldn't go to the Bronx because I saw a bunch of wildlife scurrying around on the streets of like Jerome Avenue too, and they, they were rats. That's if people probably picked up what I was talking about. Shout out to Mick Collins. Let's go Mets. Mets Mets beat the uh, Yankees last night. I don't know if anybody saw that, and I believe they're yeah, playing. Great
1: again. win, great. Right, and they're playing again
0: this evening, right, Val? Yeah, it's it's
1: a it's a two game Subway Series. But yeah. I got nervous when Diaz made the yeah. error in the ninth yeah. oh, but he came through in a big but Definitely. I digress, getting back to the toxins, you know, I also try to tie it in because again, um, there's always people who are like, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. But they should care because what they're also doing is, it's going into your water.
4: They're poisoning their children, <laughs> basically. <laughs> they're poisoning their families.
1: Right, right.
4: You know, they and, really and, are. You know, when we get is. this, uh, people hate the deer because they eat their greenery, which I think is so stupid, but... Um, people have to s- start paying attention while they're driving. There mm. has got to be I know listen, we all text and drive. Yes. Anybody who says they doesn't don't text and drive is full of SHIT. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. try to pull over you know I you know I do the best but I, there should be an app that's mandatory by the state of New York or California, whatever state you live in. the minute you get into a motor vehicle, your phone it's shuts able. down. Or you can't text, you can't, because people are texting and driving and they're it's not so,
0: just It's so freaking dangerous and and yeah. you know I'm not going to say I haven't been caught myself doing it, but what drives me bonkers is when you're driving down, let's assume it's not traffic time on the expressway and you're driving down the LIE and you look from side to side and Everybody's no, on one, <laughs> no one is looking forward, like everyone's head is down and they're going 70 miles an hour down the expressway and like what on earth is going on you, like that's super scary. Right. You're saying, though, they're not watching out for wildlife. I'm saying they're not even watching out for the human beings, but right. let's talk about that.
4: Yeah, I'll tell, tell you, most of the most of the animals that are being hit are because people are not paying attention. I had a call this morning on Bellmead Road over in East of by the medical area. This woman said this, this this goose that got hit, and she's limping, and she's laying in the middle of the road. I was late for a doctor's appointment. I wasn't sure what to do, and I said, listen, I'm in Patchog right now. I'm picking up a hawk. I said, can you pick
3: it up a walk? Yeah.
4: I said, can you do me a favor? I said, are you leaving your doctor's appointment now? She said, yes. I said, can you just drive and just make sure? Do you have a towel in your car? She's like, have a blanket. I said, throw it over the goose, pick it up and just put it on the lawn. I'll be there in a half an hour. Um, She calls me back Hmm. and she's hysterically crying. Not only did somebody run that goose over, but ran his mate over. Oh, So God. those of you who are not aware of geese and swans. I'm not talking about ducks. I'm talking about geese and swans. They mate for life. If one is killed, the other one will stay in that area for a year waiting for it to come back.
0: Oh, my God, And
4: they sometimes die of loneliness. So oh, no. I don't understand how we drive our cars and we evo- avoid a pothole. But we run over um, a goose twice the size, two geese twice the size of a bowling ball in a 30 mile an hour zone, I might add. Because
0: people don't, some people don't care, Lisa. Some. What are you
4: doing? They're they're texting and driving. They're not paying attention. And you know something, I got to be honest with you, I'm really surprised that we haven't had more, more instances and more um, news stories on people being run over by people because they're not paying attention to driving.
0: People mm-hmm. people are funny too. Like if you're ever in New York city, you know, and you're mm-hmm. walking across the street, how many people are literally walking across the street like this and they're like, they get hit because they're not even paying attention as they walk. These devices for everything that they might be air quotes, cause I don't totally believe it, a blessing in some regards. They're a curse, these, yep. fun, these machines. Oh, That's it's
1: a- very yin and yang, but I don't- Yeah, bet- no doubt. I'll tell you something that always resonated with me from when I was a kid and my I took some karate classes, whatever, but I had a, a great teacher. And one of the things that he said, and it always stuck with me is predators choose their prey. And you don't want to be, this is before cell phones, obviously, but you don't want to be distracted. You don't want to be the person who, who parks their car away from the lights. You don't want to be the person who's just, with like poor body uh posture and all of that because you they are looking to see who's the easiest kill basically so whether it's for a mugging or worse you don't want to give off that you're distracted on your phone you're Mm -hmm. texting you're watching a movie whatever people are doing you don't want to do that you know especially now in today's day and age i hate to say it so i know we have to go to break okay but before we had to go truck. to break
0: four minutes ago. So, right. I don't
1: even, so we, again, uh, I, I avoid what I don't like. Um, <laughs> I want to know from Lisa, because uh, on our little mission, just to get some cats, I had like a laundry list of stuff to bring with me. It was like we needed a trap. We needed a a, a crate. We needed a carrier. We needed food. We, I had gloves. There were all these things. I'm dying to know what kind of inventory you have in that truck on a daily basis. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Right, As a at no, no, bank, no.
0: I, I, we're, we're going to still go with the break, Lisa. So that she was setting up one of those cliffhangers. This is the second episode yeah. of Dallas coming up. We'll be right back, uh, pal. <laughs> i really good. I'm
1: not good at it. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody. It's Tommy D, the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic. It's your boy Tommy D, this is pals. So I kept this picture up because I needed Valerie to see it. I didn't know if you stepped away Val, but like look at Lisa and that little baby deer. But it is a deer, right? Lisa, come off mute. Oh, hold on, let's unmute you. I can't hear you yet. The
4: fawn, no.
0: fawn?
1: Like, is that like-
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's a fawn. So he got separated from his mother and we were able to actually um, cut through the fence, open up the fence and push him through
0: that's incredible. If you're not watching on Facebook, um, go watch later on, because you'll see a lot of these uh, pictures later on on Facebook. But um, at least so
1: that's Facebook under Lisa Yeager or
4: Yeager's run? Well, it's actually both. So I post most of my stuff on Lisa Yeager, and then I link it to my Yeager's run.
1: Okay. so this is a prime example. So you're saying you were able to cut a fence open
4: So what are you cutting that with? So I'll tell you, so some of the supplies that I carry in my truck, um, the first and most important thing is a pair of gloves, always. Not that I always wear them, but if it's something that might bite me, or if it's a raptor, you know, you obviously want to make sure that you have.
0: A raptor?
4: Yeah, a raptor, like a red-tailed hawk, hawk,
0: an owl. Oh, Oh, I thought you were in Jurassic Park. I picked
4: up a bald eagle
1: once. Okay. Um,
3: wow! A Evil? Oh my God! Wait, and what and kind of
4: glove? And they basically, well, with any kind of raptor, you want to have a suede glove that goes up your arm oh. because they can actually, their talons can go right through it. Um, <laughs> I carry <a> chainsaw. <laughs>
0: are you
1: um, so
4: cool? My mind is blown. I Keep do. Going. It's like a It's a mini handheld chain chainsaw. Oh, um, okay. I, I carry a hydraulic jack. Um, there's times when like, uh, you know, how you have a chain link fence and you have the metal poles yeah. and sometimes when they put one fence to the other, it's separated a little. Right. Sometimes we'll get a deer, we'll go through there right. and get his hips stuck. Uh, and actually we'll actually have to put a hydraulic jack in between to force the fence open so we can lift the legs up so we can push the deer out. So was I any of t- this
0: on the, was this on the real estate test? Like, I'm confused now. Did you, like, when you, you mean were, on?
4: You mean on the wildlife like, test?
0: No, no, I meant becoming a realtor. Because most-
1: she's being funny. I'm
0: being funny and not smiling. Yeah. That's my <laughs> no, like, most realtors, I got a pen. I have my phone.
4: <laughs>
1: you know, like,
0: yeah. most realtors don't carry this sort of gear. But, right? But yeah, you, most of them
4: don't carry tranquilizers and bolt cutters. Yeah, probably no, not.
0: No, no. All
1: right, all right. Let's play a quick game. All right, let's, okay, quick scenario. You get the call and there's there's baby ducklings uh in in a sewer you can they can see them through the grate you show up what tools do you need
4: okay so very important 99 cent store you go get one of those little kitty butterfly nets because little ducklings fall through the holes of any other net oh. so for the most part um you know i take my phone i have an app on my phone that makes little ducky sounds and i put the ducky sounds by the sewer grate because what happens is they can go from great to great to great so you um, want to try to get them to come to this one area and that's a very patient rescue because the sewer grate comes off the net goes down and you don't move you cannot move you have to wait until he- they go and the oh net man. you hold it like this like a spoon you bend the net up so it's a sp- almost like a spoon underwater About the drain
0: at the end of the block like that thing where it's like graded is that what you're referring yeah. to like where we yeah have-
4: you take a crowbar you pull the whole grate off it's probably about 150 pounds yeah, yeah. You slide it back. right wow, wow, sometimes, wow sometimes we have to go down in the sewer
1: grate and get them
4: and where's the mother during this so the mother takes the babies and she walks over the sewer grate and they go bing oh. bing 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 bink and they oh. fall down oh say okay, wait, four- wait. Yeah, oh my, my god two. i have uh, all right
1: more more games more more hypotheticals so which are not because you deal with them. You get a you get a call that uh, there's there's an injured uh, owl with a, a, a fracture or something in their wing. Uh, you know, you show up with what? What are your tools here? The gloves. All right.
4: So you always want to make sure you have a, a blanket in the car, a heavy blanket mm-hmm. and then a light blanket um, with an owl. Again, you want to have your gloves. You want to have a net. You want to have a carrier, and you want to have a towel. So the first thing you want to do is assess what the situation is. Is he aggressive? Is he seriously injured? You know, if an owl is aggressive and doesn't want you to pick him up, he's going to lay down, and he's going to put his talons up. Ah. So you grab him by the elbows, and you flip him up and put him in a container. How did you learn
0: about all this stuff? I mean, obviously, we're in awe, and so is everybody listening, but how did you, know, you-
4: There's some really great people out there, Um, you know, there's um, Joe Rocco, he's out in the, um, the uh, Hampton Bays area, Riverhead Hampton Bays area, you know, I learned a lot from him. He does a, he does a lot of rescue. Um, I guess just being in the field. Uh, Jane Gill, the Evelyn Alexander Wildlife Rescue Center, you know, I've been working with them for years now, and I I really just kind of followed people, and I heard calls come over, and I responded, and I just sat back and watched.
0: You have a radio that, like, what do you mean? No,
4: so we have a GroupMe app, so, um, if there's a, an emergency, um, it'll it'll bling, and I'll know it's my group me, and I'll click on it. And this is really for Brookhaven, Riverhead, Southampton, and South Hole. Um, and it'll Fascinating. say, Fascinating. yeah, Brook, Brookhaven, uh, baby, Fawn, Court Defense, who's available, and then whoever is available answers it. In the beginning, I would just follow people who were answering it and go to that address and watch them, you know, hands, but most of it's hands-on.
1: Can we do one more because I feel like this is a common one and um, a lot of people have an aversion to this, but um, I personally like raccoons and I I feel like just like every other animal, they deserve their uh, right to live. So you get a call for a raccoon or raccoons right in someone's yard. Now, what are you showing up with and what do you do? Do you remove them and rehome or? Okay, so
4: I'm not rabies Vector certified. okay? Okay. Okay. But um, I, I go anyway and I grab them anyway. I pick them up anyway. I'm taking a chance. Um, so, what we used to do is if it was injured or sick, we would just bring a net, bring gloves, bring a big container with a snap lid because you want to make sure that it's not just a Tupperware lid. You want to make sure he can't get out. Mm. Um, raccoons are very resourceful, they have mm. fingers mm. like humans. They are. So we have to be very careful. Although we haven't had a case of rabies on Long Island in 20 years, you want to be careful anyway. Um, But usually a net in the container, close the container, snap it down, and we would take it to the Evelyn Alexander Wildlife Rescue Center, even if we're in Brookhaven, because they're the only ones that handle them. And and if they would, you, you may humanely euthanize them. So now we're not allowed to do that anymore because the New York State will not let us touch the raccoons because they want their DEC officers to come on scene and shoot them in the head in front of the general
0: public. Oh, oh. in front of the public? Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's All so right. many That's things insane. that we have to change. There's so
1: many laws that we have to change, and I, I know we're coming to a close, and Lisa, you got to come back because I have so many more questions. Let and me I just mention
4: talk- one more yep. quick thing yep. about yep. the deer. Okay, So so we used to have tranquilizer darts, so if a deer is injured and it's dragging its leg and we or it's laying down and we can't get it to a point where we can get him tra- get a tranquilizer in him, the DEC comes and shoots them. Ah. So we use tranquilizer darts. So what we do is we give them a we get them shoot them with a tranquilizer dart. It relaxes them, calms them down. We we wrap them up, take them in our vehicles, take them to a rescue center, and get them humanely euthanized. They've outlawed tranquilizer darts. Please, so we, letting, gotta,
0: we we got to leave it there because I want you to say, I want you to say tell people how to get in touch with you. Just shout it out for yes. your business for for this work whatever.
4: Yes. Okay. So I'm available usually 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can text me um at 631-828-9630. Texting is awesome. Um, You can also email me at lisa.jager, J-A-E-G-E-R at element.com. Follow me on Facebook. Um, yeah, we just love animals and we love to advocate and
0: we love you, Lisa. You look incredible for somebody who never sleeps. Let me just say that for 24 (laughs) hours, you look dynamite. Val, say what you got to say so I can say what I got to say and let's send them on their way. I-
1: can't wait to meet lisa in, in person um guys come to our lunch on august 23rd you'll have a room full of animal lovers and then there's the compassion awards where we're recognizing people boots on the ground like lisa but not lisa john de leonardo, john D. Yes, leonardo Oshada, john. and you have to be there it's october 11th it's going to be amazing i will be there
0: uh, we want to have you there. We want to, I want to be <laughs> friends with you. You're so cool. Okay. Um, and I want to leave you all with this. In his total commitment to nonviolence, Gandhi always included the animals by stating the greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Make it a great day, gang. We'll Amen. See you.
4: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. I love you,
1: Lee.